0: I'm Danny. And
1: I'm Damika.
0: And we're biracial unicorns. The
1: creepy soad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living.
0: <laughs> I couldn't decide where I was going with that until it happened, but
1: I, I, mine either. I was hoping were like, the, the creepy sode Ooh <laughs> creepy so time. <tight>. <laughs> You can't yeah. take yourself too as seriously as we take ourselves on some issues. You have to kind of like have a break a little bit, but because it's mm, Halloween month, because mm, 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 it gets a whole dang month, maybe more. <laughs> yes. I don't know if we. I don't know what would I do if you didn't take fall is or autumn as seriously as as I. Yeah, as I gotta do. be careful with the word fall these days. <laughs> to make- <laughs> I did peep that on your instagram i did you have to be real careful about follower. they say optumnal here and i'm just like now you're just oh. purposely being difficult like oh that sweater is so optumnal i'm like are you kidding me i have enough pronunciation issues as, as it is it's terrible <laughs> Lovely. uh, Well, because we take fall so seriously, we have decided in lieu of our traditional uh, way of doing our minisodes, we're going to break away and treat you all and kind of ourselves to a surprise ghost story. Yes, ghost stories.
0: (laughs) I just turned off the light and now it's dark where I'm recording except (gasps) for the glow of the computer screen. But. But a problem is there's a mirror next to me. <laughs> there's like
1: nothing creepier than a mirror in the dark. Girl, I, just, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I just turned off the lights. I'm like, I'm so in the mood. Why didn't I light a candle? I, did, I know. Should have lit a candle. I know. Oh, I'm so, oh, I didn't think about unicorns, it.
0: unicorns, you can pause yes. and light a candle and then join us again.
1: <gasps> yes, yes, yes. We'll be here. All right. Are you back?
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, so excited. All right. I hope you have something cozy. I- I'm going to go first and I'm going to surprise Danny with. And I-, I feel really excited that I get to surprise Ooh. you because I know this is like a love of yours. So I hope I do mm-hmm. it justice. All right. Danny. Yes. I looked far and wide for the perfect ghost story to tell you. Yes. And I thought, well, let's try a woman of color. And yes. They're all sad because they're slavery stories. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought that what could I what it's like what could I possibly give Danny that she doesn't already have that she doesn't already know So <laughs> I thought let me go in my own backyard all right to something I have passed by in mm. my neck of the woods Yes the, the brown lady of Raymond Hall
0: Ooh and I love know. it I'm living for the name already
1: I know don't get too excited <laughs> So relax, just be your beautiful self, and let me tell you about this amazing story. begin our story in beautiful Norfolk, which is where I live in the east of England. Many flock to East Anglia's countryside. It's got beautiful coast. It's got ancient forests. It's this beautiful phenomenon of old and uh, ruins. But if you're someone who's keen on the paranormal, you also know this is the home of one of the most recognized photo of a ghost. And that is going to be of the Brown Lady and Reden Hall. It's this beautiful photo taken from 1936 of this grand staircase in one of these stately manors. You can tell the texture of the carpet and the gorgeous, beautiful encarvings of the wood. And right hovering in the middle is this ghostly figure. So many have tried to duplicate this phenomenon but still cannot objectify to it. It's, it's amazing. It's so good. I'll have to send you the photo. Yes, I want to see the photo. <laughs> <laughs> the alleged identity of the 17th century ghost is Lady Dorothy Walpole, who was born in 1686. That's how you know it's really creepy. <laughs> 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 she came from this really well-to-do political kind of background. And so, of course, she got to have this amazing hookup within it. So she was a really good match for a second wife, let's go ahead and clue in on that, of Charles Mm -hmm. Townsend. They were estimated to be married around the year 1713. Of course, when he married would come back to the family home, which was going to be in Townsend Hall, of this beautiful rainin hall. And this country home, it's so gorgeous when you pass by. It's got this gorgeous red brick. And it was a really modern style home of the time. It was one of a kind. It was lavish amongst this gorgeous countryside. Now, of course, you would think on the outside that this marriage was made in heaven, per se. But people who know Townsend, said that he was really ill-tempered. And of course, it was a little questionable about his first wife as well. Now, Dorothy was young and within their marriage, he was accused of committing adultery, which, where's the proof? And because of that, in this grand estate, she was literally locked in it and was not allowed to go out, which, can someone help a girl out? <laughs> <laughs> so she was married in, let's say, 1713, and was locked in the house until her death in 1726. Yikes. Yeah. Apparently she died from smallpox. Others say she had some kind of other influenza. Some people, of course, say that her husband murdered her. With smallpox, you'd normally have to be out and about to catch that, and if you're locked inside your home, uh, questionable. But smallpox nonetheless. Hashtag wear a mask. Flash forward to 1835. It's Christmas time in this beautiful stately manner. And they have people from all over the countryside coming to have a party. People have long forgotten Miss Warpole in this town and in this, this, this area and people have gone on with their lives. And there's a guest at this really exciting Christmas party named Colonel Loftus. He was hanging around in the the atmosphere of the party and people said he had a little too much to drink and when he was wobbling up to his quarters amongst the staircase it was then he was approached by this glowing figure. She was further off into the distance but as she came closer he couldn't help but notice the dated brown dress. He couldn't quite make her out until her face came in closer and he saw that her eye sockets were completely gone darkened. It was then he recognized the figure As Dorothy, the wife of Mr. Townsend, he was absolutely shaken to the core. And when trying to explain this to other people, people pass it off as being a drunkard. Later on in uh, that year, we have this guy, Frederick Marriott, right? He's a pretty decent writer within the time, but he's actually more famous for knowing a more successful writer. And that is one Mr. Charles Dickens. He decides to say, I'm going to disprove this haunting. Because by then, there have actually been several sightings since then of this woman with darkened Mm. eye sockets going across this house, slinking and sliding, slightly moaning. It's like, I'm going to go and spend three nights in this house. So he goes there, revolver underneath the pillow. So how about that for a true believer? The first night, nothing happens. The second night, nothing happens. On the third night, he's actually out with some other guests that are going to in the house. They have a longer late night conversation. As they're going back and forth, they start seeing a glowing light at the end of this massive major hall. Now they duck behind a main hallway, thinking it's one of the women passing by, attending to some of the matters into the house. And they were in, um, let's say uh, they're under pajamas. <laughs> And did not want to be caught out into that. So as the lights started getting further or closer and closer to them, it passed right by their doorway. And they were seeing that this glowing specter that was beautiful, but yet transparent. Marriott was terrified. He starts addressing this figure and starts shouting and fearing for his life. He steps back and that's when he can really make out the darkened eyes and the stately brown dress. He is so terrified that he pulls the gun that he has on his person, shoots at the figure, and the bullet goes through the eyes of the ghost all the way through the hall and hitting it into a doorway on the other side. Needless to say, he packed everything up and said he would no longer or ever stay in that house again or try to doubt the existence of the specter within his world. So within that, this area started becoming a talk of the town. People would come in and start experiencing the the moaning and longing of the brown woman. Some say they are not quite sure what Dorothy actually really wanted, but they knew that they actually had fear in her eyes. We fast forward again to uh, September of 1934. We have a famous photographer who worked for a very famous uh, magazine called Country Life Living. It's him and Provan and his assistant, Cher, where they're in this gorgeous, stately home. They're, of course, they want to show off all of the historical landmarks within the countryside. And as they're taking photos, they turn around and they're seeing this figure floating towards them. They quickly grab their camera and take a few photos of it. And the, figure is completely gone. They're utterly shook. They describe it as a a grim, vapor-like figure hanging within this grand staircase. When they finally develop the photo, which in cultural context is very interesting, they saw this ghostly, haunting image The photo was published in the December issue, of 1936 in Country Life, and then it was published again in Life Magazine in 1937. From paranormal experts to magicians to politicians, they all try to mimic that exact look. Some say they were able to achieve it, but did not produce any proof. And some say that it, it was impossible. It had to be the figure of the brown woman. It's a very popular spot for those who still believe and want to pay respects to the brown lady. And it's it's something I'm very thankful to have passed by my very self. So if you're around in the beautiful Norfolk countryside and you happen to see a stately brown dress and a woman with gouged out eyes, you might just want to say, hey, girl.
0: And definitely don't try to shoot her in the (laughs) eye.
1: I'm just thinking she just wants company. Like, I just think she might desperately just like, if I'm locked up in the house, I'm just like, girl, I feel
0: like it's a cautionary tale for all Mm -hmm. of us who've been like locked up in our houses.
1: I thought it had some really good, like (laughs) little notes to what's going on today. I love that when looking up for this story, they're like, and she committed adultery. I'm like, what proof? I like like how that's also like, she she committed adultery. Obviously I had to lock the hoe up. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it's beautiful i will send you the photo after uh yes. when we're, when we're all done but yes i think it's just super super fun i remember passing it before i knew the story and it is a gorgeous gorgeous building and it is kind of the first of its kind but you i mean we've both been places where you're just like oh yeah this place is haunted oh yeah you can <laughs> feel it right like mm-hmm. it's just unsettling it's really real unsettling and uh, yeah i just uh, such a uh, England has a lot of stories, obviously, but I love that this one was literally in my own backyard. So I hope you enjoyed the story of the brown lady.
0: Yes. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> I love I love when women ghosts are described with a color, like the brown mm. lady, the gray lady. Like, I feel like yes. it's so common, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of gives them a little bit more of uh, an identity a little bit, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. Even just the fact that I thought it was really interesting that men were like, they were like the out-of-date dress. I'm like, I'm sorry. When did you become the fashion police?
0: (gasps) (laughs) It makes me want to walk around in like an old-timey dress and see how many guys like try to say I'm a ghost. I'm into it.
1: (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think that the fact that there has been so many encounters and it, you know, obviously there's like tours you know, for, mm. you know, and this is definitely like um, the the peak of said tours. So I sent you one photo. The first one is the one I think is the most used one. And I think I'm not quite sure where the second one came from. So the one on the left is the one that was published and it's really used a lot.
0: Um, mm. It's kind of
1: hailed and people try to disprove it. They can't prove it, but they also can't disprove it, which I think is half the spooky fun. Yeah. The one on the left looks
0: pretty legit. The yeah. one on the right looks a little doctored exactly. to my eye.
1: But mm-hmm. the one on the left, I think could be a, could be real. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that's from 1934. I think this was the one that was trying to like mimic it for a storytelling that kind of thing, but the one that's part of like the grand staircase that they had in, in the mm-hmm. house as well. So, I um I enjoyed that one. Uh, one of the tellings I heard of the story, the guy's voice did this the whole time which first I was into and then I
0: wasn't Here, here's what I like about a ghost story like that I turn that on to go to bed like that is so like calming for me and then I'm like laying in the dark listening to a ghost story like passed out my husband comes in and
1: is like what is wrong with you how is this comforting <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think you have to be in the mood for the the extra, the extraness. Like, I definitely foresee putting some like chain noises and some ooh, some some mood music in the back to kind of fill in with my my ghastly storytelling. But I I think it's it's an art form to get like a really well placed, well vocalized mm. storytelling. Like, it really is an art that perfect. Where it's like they're not taking themselves too seriously, but you're really drawn in and engaged. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm excited for yours. I can't wait. Well, you're gonna have to wait. I so know. I'm so impatient. I always have to go first, and then I always have to wait. It's a rough uh, life. I know it's hard being the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: it's like one month. To-
1: <laughs> it's hard. The responsibility.
0: It's just a carefree life over here, the youngest.
1: (laughs) please 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 if you all have ghost stories because i'll read this i mean i'll do this as a side hustle i don't even care <laughs> we will totally do this up like of our own fruition if you guys want to hear more ghost stories yes
0: I, I love i love a good ghost story so please please share
1: you can send that to all of our stuff you know where to find us
0: Yes. Check the show notes if you don't. We will be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks for my scary story, mini So.
1: Ooh.
0: All right, y'all. Peace.
1: Ow.